The thought-provoking podcast that explores the complexity of mental health through a lens that does not require a prescription. We will explore a wide range of topics with engaging discussions and personal anecdotes that provides a realistic outlook while actively engaging in our own self-discovery. Let's get ready to soar together. Welcome back. I hope you guys had a good holiday or holidays, depending on what you celebrate. Um, as we talked about during our last podcast, um, we kind of gave some tips on surviving the holidays. We still have some more holidays coming up, um, how to kind of deal with the family dynamics, any addiction concerns, um, and just personal struggles with like grief and loss. Um, and so we hope that you guys really were able to tune into that episode, get some tools um, to help you get through these next couple of dates and um, definitely continue to go back. We also shared in the drop down some great resources that you can access. Um, and again, you can always reach out to us on our social media uh, for more resources. We, you know, would love to have some dialogue. We would love to assist whenever we can. Um, so definitely continue to reach out. This episode is a fun one. So it is the coming of the end of a year and yeah. we are going to be kind of processing that, but we're also going to be processing, you know, what we're looking forward to in this next coming year. And as yeah. Dom said, you know, we're not really into like resolutions or anything like that, but we are trying to be more intentional and, you know, really focusing on what is it that we're seeking? What is it that we're looking, you know, how do we want to grow? I think we've talked about this in numerous episodes that yeah. we are very, you know, growth dependent. And we want to, you know, continue to push ourselves to explore different parts of ourselves and, and just grow as human beings. So that's something that we're going to talk about as well. Anything you want to add, Dawn? No, yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, this time of year is challenging for people because, you know, there is such a like market for, oh, new year, new me, you know, gotta, you know, gotta switch it up, gotta change it up. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think I was, um, uh, there was this, uh, influencer that I was following and she, uh, promotes like, ha like how to be happy. And when in 2022, her biggest thing was, you know, you know, kind of instead of the whole resolution thing, focus on like intention. What's your intention for the year? And what she did was had everybody decide like what was the word that they wanted their their word to be as their intention for the year. And I thought that was more interesting uh, because, again, um, again, resolution, there's just so much, you know, marketing attached to that. Um, and I, I think it, it may lose some of its um may lose some of his charm, you know, over time. And so focusing on intentions to me just seems, it just, it spoke to me a little bit differently. So. Yeah. I like that though. Cause like with intentions, it can, so many can, things can go fall underneath it. Yeah. Or with resolutions, I feel like there is this, oftentimes when people are making this list, um, we mm -hmm. put all of our hopes and dreams under what we want. Yeah. And oftentimes it's not as realistic. And then the other thing is when we don't hit those resolutions, we feel bad mm -hmm. and we feel, yeah. you know, 
You know, if you say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody goes and signs up for gym memberships. I am someone who is guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll like go to the gym and it'll be packed. I can't get mm-hmm. to the machines I like. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's so many people there who know more than I do. So I feel like, ugh, you know, and then I'll stop going. Like I'll stop being motivated. Yep. And then I'm like paying for this gym membership that I'm not using. <laughs> right. And if you ever sign up for a gym membership, it is like the hardest thing. It's like making a deal with the mafia. You cannot get out of it for nothing. <laughs> right. It's like we right. want your firstborn. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, so now I'm paying for something that I'm literally not utilizing at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I had, you know. As a part of my resolution. Um, yep. so I, I like the intention because, you know, you, like you said, like coming up with a word, you know, I'm just going to be mindful. That can look yep. so many different ways. Absolutely. You know? um, and you can really like make it look the way that you want to. And it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like this concrete thing. So, yeah. you know, it's more fluid. And I, I like the more fluid thing. Yes, me too. Me too. Me too. It, it helps me like remove some of those attachments to you know, what I think things should look like or how I want things to look like. So like, for example, if you allow your intention word to be consistency, you could say, I just want to be consistent with going to the gym. So that could be one day a week, two days a week, or it could be four or five. And you can always increase that. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you say like, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a gym, I want to be a gym rat, then like that is, that's hard, you know, especially if you're trying to build a habit, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So we're also going to use this podcast to talk about wrapping the year up, accomplishments mm-hmm. of the year, um, goals, and then again, intentions for 2024. So mm-hmm. we're going to start this off with one high and one low from these last couple of weeks. So Dom, you can go ahead and start. Let's see. So um, a high from these last few weeks was we got to spend some time with family. Uh, So every year our in-laws have a gingerbread house. Like they've been doing it for 30 years. And so this was actually year 30. And so we, this is our second year going though. First year was interesting because Savon was three so again, still, you know, you know, he wasn't around a lot of people during, you know, when he was born because of, you know, because of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. he's still in lots of ways, still getting accustomed to like being around a lot of people. But this year was was fun. You know, everyone came, um, the kids came, Mercy came, and we all just got to spend a couple hours together, which was nice. We didn't get to spend as much time as we would have liked to, but we traveled a few hours and that was, you know, it's not always easy to do that. But again, I'm, I'm like, whenever we can get together with, you know, people and, you know, good energy, I'm always down for that. So, um, that was a good time. Um, so I think that was definitely one, one high for, for me, um, for the week. Um, I did start a book that I had been talking about wanting to start. So that's another high for me because I have been talking about, um, (laughs) wanted to start this particular book. I, I got introduced to this. She's like a womanist. Um, and womanist is, uh, a term that is specifically geared towards black feminist women. And she's also like a, a womanist theologian. So she, you know, utilizes, you know, scripture to include 
the most marginalized people, which which oftentimes we are oftentimes forgot about in those spaces. And so her book is called All the Black Girls Are Activists. Her name is Ebony Janice. And she um, is creating like a fourth wave womanist, you know, project. And what I like so far about the book is that it focuses so much on all the things that we tend to not allow black women to focus on pleasure and softness and just all these other ideas that black women have historically never really been able to tap into. Um, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm liking it so far because like when I hear softness, I'm like, softness, come on now, that ain't, (laughs) you know, but the way she describes softness and like the way she describes all these things is it's definitely a different perspective. And I, I definitely want to include some of this in my 2024, right? I think that again, I'm, I'm not too far into the book yet. I'm, I'm maybe in on like chapter three or four. Um, but so far I'm really, I'm really liking the way that she is you know, dissecting some of these concepts and finding ways to include, you know, black women into that. Right. Cause again, she's attaching all of these concepts to our liberation, like our mm-hmm. ability to just be authentic and free, which are all the things that I definitely believe in and are really striving for in my own life. So I'm, I'm really excited that I have been able to start uh, this book. And there's still a couple other books that I started that I'm still trying to work <laughs> on, but this one is really taking up some energy for me. This one is is kind of got me a bit invested. And it's a short read. It's not that long. So I can probably get through this before the end of the year. And then that can really help me kind of outline, you know, in more ways how I want, you know, some of these concepts to show up for me in 2024. And then, you know, how can I, you know, utilize some of these concepts with my clients, right? Like I do have a lot of black women clients who have some of the same challenges that I have and that you have, and that we talk about how to create balance and how to take care of ourselves and, so I think some of the concepts from this book can definitely help assist in, in not only my personal journey, but my professional journey too. So, um, so I would say that, and then a low for, uh, low for the, the last few weeks. Um, it's not really a low, but I had a therapy session on Friday and Jesus, um, I would just say, I would just say that. My struggle with hyper-independence and my struggle with how that hyper-independence impacts me utilizing my support system is still something that I need to really explore and work on. Um, and I think what it, what I want to do, first things first, is I just want to sit with those feelings and sit with what that means for my life and what that has meant for my life, right? Like not having consistent, how not having things consistently in my upbringing has definitely, you know, made me more hyper-independent and has made me fearful of depending on people. And I think that because of that, there's still some reparenting that I need to really focus on. Um, and that session really highlighted that for me in ways that I kind of thought I was past. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but also it was enlightening, right? That, you know, there's, there's still some areas that I really need to tap into. Um, and so first, instead of intellectualizing it, cause that's kind of what I do. I just kind of want to sit with those feelings, <laughs> sit with what that means for me, sit with what it feels like to still, you know, to, to come in contact with the fact that that is still an area that. While I thought I had done 
more work. I think I have done some work there. I really do. But I think um, I oftentimes don't want my childhood to mean more than what it does. Like I, I sometimes want to, I don't want to connect with the idea that there are things in my childhood that do still have a major impact on my life. Um, and it's just a reminder that it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Like that shit still shows up. That shit is still there. And you can try to cover it up by all of your accomplishments and all of these things. But at the end of the day, those that shit will still show up, right? And and I had an experience and I was triggered by something and it was it was it was minor, it was small, but it made me consider like this is still this is still a problem, right? This is still something that you're you you need to kind of explore. And then I was having a conversation with my therapist about like an incident that happened when I was like five or six. And it was like it's like almost like an aha moment went off. It was like it was probably like the first time when I experienced like rejection and abandonment and like Mm -hmm. how that stuff just continued to play out in my, in my childhood and, in you know, my early teens and my, throughout my adolescence. And I think I, you know, you, you, you just, again, we talked about resilience, right? Kids just figure it out, but you know, the scars of that don't necessarily go away. Right. And so it's just something that I, was not really expecting in this session, but um, that's how it always goes, right? You know, your therapist say. say some shit and you be like, hold on now, this wasn't you what this be. session was supposed to be. It's like, right. oh, I'm hit, I'm hit. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like this session wasn't supposed to be this. This is not what I came here for. So needless to say, um, there are a few, there was a, a few uh, professionals in the field, in our field, who do focus a lot on reparenting and focus a lot on like um, a lot of self work. So I definitely want to tap into that in 2024. And again, I'm not a project; I don't need to be fixed. But there are still some areas that may need a little more work, and that's that's okay. Like I, I think I'm, I, I don't think I'm something that I need to constantly be, you know, repairing. You know, but I, I do think that is an area that I, I probably should explore a little bit more. So that was a low kind of, I mean, it was, it was a low and it was also enlightening. So I'll say. I like that though. Like, you know, those are the best therapy sessions. Obviously it doesn't feel good, you uh-huh. know, when you're in the session, but. Sure doesn't. <laughs> but you are someone who is reflective, who is wanting to grow, you know, and you're not someone who needs fix, but it's also one of those things where you know what you're trying to accomplish for yourself, but also yeah. in your relationship, also as a mother, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when these things come up and you realize that there is some connection <clears throat> to your current day, you know, experiences, yeah. it is good to have those moments of reflection and see, okay, let's continue this work. You know, maybe yeah. I thought this was resolved, but, you know, the thing about trauma and childhood experiences is like you said, those wounds don't go away. Yeah. Um, they're still there. Sometimes they, you know, have a lot of skin that has covered the wound yeah. and you don't really, you know, n- notice it until you brush up on it or you're looking, you know, for it. Um, mm-hmm. But when you do notice it, then that's when you can say, okay, you know, let me, 
apply a little bit more care to this area. Let me figure out, you know, maybe you thought a wound was healed and you realize that it's a little bit raw when you are tender, when you touch it. Um, and then you need to go ahead and do a little bit of work, but you know, that's life, you know, and I think that's the beauty of it is that you never have to stop growing and never have to be reflecting of, you know, how did this situation impact me? And the, you know, the aha moment that you had with your session you could have another aha moment about that same experience that you didn't mm-hmm. even know how it hit you, you know, yep. years down the line. So I think that that's beautiful because you're doing the work, you're being intentional about it. And then that that work that you're doing for yourself is also going to allow you to help save on when he comes up to experiences mm-hmm. that he's going to yeah. have. Because, you know, I know your mama bear, but, yeah. you know, he's going to go out into the world. He's going to have his own experiences. And so you'll yeah. be able to get him to understand, like, you continue doing the work. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you find something, you you just keep addressing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not broken, um, but you right. are aware of something and, you know, keep mm-hmm. on keep on pushing. So, yeah. Yep. So that is <laughs> how my session went on Friday. I was like, okay, well, you're trying to show me some <laughs> shit, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just enlightening, I'll say. And, you know, so yeah, so that's, that was my, what about you? What were some highs and some lows for you? Uh, hi was, I did my, um, speaking engagement. You did. was, so great. Um, the stories of the individuals, uh, they were all women, uh, that they shared were so powerful. And I also got a surprise when I was there. Um, they actually put my story from the previous edition into this one, um, because they felt like I had covered so many different areas that I was impacted, but also the theme was, um, passing the torch. Right. And so they felt like, you know, with beginning with my story, it really helped pass the torch of just, you know, resilience and redemption. And, Mm -hmm. and so, um, it was just a really good time, but the best part of the night was obviously meeting these, you know, these individuals and getting to celebrate them and in such a magical moment. But this little girl came up to me at the end of the night. And the first thing that was funny was, so our table that we sat at, there was a group of like older women sitting at the table. They were there to celebrate a family member who was an author in the book and Mm -hmm. they were older. And when I was saying, you know, my speech, uh, Carmen was laughing because she was like, "You, they were really feeling you because they kept saying, mm-hmm, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, I love you it. know, it was, it was nice to, to see the older generation celebrating, you know, my, my speech and what I have been mm-hmm. through. But then this little girl who had to be like eight or nine came up to me at the end of the night and she was like, I really enjoyed your speech. Um, it was really powerful. And I am going to take your words of encouragement and, you know, what you say. Cause I said, it's very important that when we go through things that we share it with others because it helps other people realize that there is an other side of this and it provides some type of knowledge, um, and makes people feel like they're not alone. And I am very stern in that. Um, there's things that I had experienced that, you know, even with my miscarriages, I didn't know that it was common, um, until I found out that one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. And 
that is a very high statistic. But and then when I would talk to people, they would say like I had a miscarriage and no one had ever told me this. So I, I wasn't knowing of this. Um, okay. and it really would have helped during my journey of feeling like alone and feeling like, you know, something was broken within me. Um, okay. and that, you know, all the people that I knew had successful pregnancies and were able to, you know, carry full term and, and give birth to a healthy baby. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, definitely would have helped during that process to know that it was something that a lot of other people had experienced, especially those around me. And so that was the main focus of my speech was just, you know, how powerful it is to one, tell your story, to be vulnerable, um, the strength that it gives you, the encouragement that it gives you, um, the power that it gives you to take back your story where you didn't feel like you had control, right? And now right. you're able to talk about it and share it and so and say like, you know what, even though this happened to me, I'm not broken, right? Like, mm-hmm. look at me, I'm I'm here, I'm present, right. I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said like, when she becomes an adult, when she gets older, she is going to apply those same words to her life. And I was just like, you know what? That's all I could ask for. Like that- yeah. You know, having the chapter reprinted was great. You know, being around the women was wonderful and beautiful. It was a beautiful event. But having a little girl come up to me and say that, it was just like mm-hmm. the icing on the cake. Because I, like, yeah. I did not stop smiling the rest of the night when she said that I to know me. that's right. And I was just like, that, that's what my purpose is. Like, my purpose yep. is to share my experiences, share my stories, and let people know, like, you too can overcome whatever you go through. Is it hard? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Like it is. Yeah, it but, is. But like if you don't get out of that arena and you keep on fighting, like you can make it through whatever. So mm-hmm. that that made my day. And then mm-hmm. obviously seeing y'all, seeing yeah. my family, mm-hmm. you know, um getting to do the gingerbread is such a good time. Um, it is. It fell on Brian's birthday, so that was really mm-hmm. nice. You know, they sang to him and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I got 13. to be oh yes, a teenager. <laughs> got to beat my father-in-law, you know, uh, one time. Did you beat him? I did beat him. He beat he also he also won a game. Let, let me one let game. Me that. Okay. He one won game. one game. So we're evenly matched. Um but it was it was really nice. I love being around him and um Miss Mary. I, my in-laws mm-hmm. are just wonderful. They yeah. keep us laughing. He talks junk, you know. He can't not talk day, junk, please. The entire day he talked junk. Um, but that's one of the reasons I love him, because he just If he ain't talking junk, something wrong. Something is wrong. Normally, he's losing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love it because that's just that's just him. It's just like you know people get, and it's a good time. It's a good time when he running his mouth. It is a good time. Yo, it is. You can't can't lie. It's a good time. My cheeks hurt every time I'm around him because I'm just cracking up the entire time. But mm-hmm. it was just a really nice time. We went to their house afterwards. We stayed the night. And then mm-hmm. my aunt and cousin um, came over. So we were able to play Monopoly oh, yeah. deal with them. So that was a good time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, my in-laws, they're such great hosts. Like, they mm-hmm. think of everything. Absolutely. You know? 
Um, and then they they decorate their house for every holiday. And so mm-hmm. like the the tree is amazing. Like it is, yeah. Every detail is just matched. Um, and it's always just a really nice time. And I just mm-hmm. like being around people, you know, enjoying them, spending time. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Um, I'm trying to think of a low. I would say the, it's not really a low, but I think, you know, as I grow in my new position, I'm starting to build a caseload. So that's a high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to, you know, feel like I'm, I'm getting it. They did let me know, like, there's a lot to get. So, you know, take your time, but I will say like trying to, um, balance this new role, which, you know, I travel a little bit more. Um, I'm a little bit more away from home. Um, trying to balance being a wife, being a mom, being a, a dog mom, um, mm-hmm. can at times feel overwhelming. And then um my my nephew, um, he is the middle child. He um has some issues with, or not issues, he has a diagnosis of ADHD and anxiety. Um, and so we just did uh, reports with their teachers and I realized that, you know, there's a little bit more work to be done um, with him and just getting supports. And the thing that I realized when you have a child who needs a little bit more extra support, sometimes you have to advocate for them. And I will say like the school district is, is very, very great. They've been very supportive in anything I say. And we have a great therapist who also has been very supportive in linking me with resources. But some resources can be exhausting to deal with and you have to fight. And sometimes you have to like find that fight. Like if that makes sense, like if I am at work and I'm fighting for my clients for whatever they're going through, right? And then I have to come home and I have to fight for, you know, my kids. And it's like, you know... I told my friends this last night in a text, like sometimes Superwoman has to take her cape off. But if you're always fighting the fight, when do you have rest? Right. And I, I am very adamant that stress kills and you need to have your own downtime and you can't be the savior for everyone. Um, So like trying to find that balance of how you advocate for others, teaching them how to advocate for themselves, but also you don't let things kind of like go to the wayside. So Mm -hmm. that is one of the things that I am definitely bringing into 2024. I don't think that it will end in 2024. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, how as a woman you get everything that you personally want individually for yourself, but also that you want for your family and your loved ones and things like that. And, you know, is there a such thing as having it all? I, I don't believe that you can, um, okay. but I do think that you can find balance. So I think that's, that's really what my intention is. It's to find balance within all these roles and, and things that I'm pursuing is to find a happy medium where I'm okay and not feeling like I have to be 110% in every avenue of my life. Cause that's just yeah. not, you know, sustainable at all. Yeah. That's rough. You know, I think I don't want to generalize, but I don't think men have the same, well, I'll say heterosexual men. I don't think that they have the same struggle in that. Right. I think that they probably do have struggles, but I think for women, 
because historically, and I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say historically for black women, because I mean, I think the thing that we don't often understand is that when white women were fighting for, you know, feminism and work, like black women were already working. Like we never not, we never, we never not worked. You know what I mean? That was something that we, we always had to do. And I think trying to find that balance of, you know, wanting to, there's nothing wrong with being a stay at home wife or being a a full-time mom. I think that those, that work is underappreciated, but I don't think that a woman should be pigeonholed into having to do that if that's not what their desires are. And there's lots of women, black women in particular, who have been pigeonholed into having to do that and then been judged when they don't see their lives that way, right? That when they see so much more for their lives than just being a mom and being a wife. And again, those roles are important. Those roles are so needed. But think about all the the Black women who have been in so many different spaces, who've been able to tap into their interests and their desires that were not just domestic, right? And I think that it is something that we have to figure out. It is something that, and again, I don't think that it's just Black women. I think that vastly women in general, heterosexual women in general, really struggle with this, this balance of like, how do I get my spouse or my partner to like support that it's not just about them, but it's about both of us. You know what I mean? And, and so, yeah, I do think that it is hard to know when to put the cape down. And it's interestingly in this book that I'm reading, they talk about rest. They talk about the importance of rest and softness is so much a part of, of that. Um, But I, I think, I think you're right that, I often think, and I think I got this revelation that, you know, I think our generation is recognizing that we we can't necessarily have it all. And that's okay, right? That there are things that you do have. And it doesn't mean that you're settling by not attempting to have it all, whatever that means for you. Um, But I think in the world that we live in, in in the economy that we live in, and in this capitalistic structure it's hard to have it all like I wanted more kids you know we wanted two kids I don't know that I can do that you know what I mean and I and I am getting to a place where I'm like I'm okay with that because I do have a great life you know what I mean I do I do have a great life you know I may not be able to have another kid and I'm okay with that because I actually like my life better with one like I'm struggling with one you know what I mean so Again, I, I I totally feel what you're going through, and I I hope that you find that balance because again, you deserve to be able to be mom and wife and professional woman, right? You deserve to have all of that stuff um, in the way that makes the most sense for your life, you know. And I, I hope you really figure that out because I, I think that's that's the work that a lot of women are still trying to figure out. Like, how do I do all that? How do I? And and not lose myself, you know. I don't. That's the part. That's yeah, the part. like not lose who I am. Like the, yeah. there is such a, a. I think there is there is a a push for 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 that for women because I know people don't want to admit it, but yeah, like a lot of times when women have kids, there isn't this there isn't this partnership where your spouse is like also helping you manage the rearing and the parenting aspect of what it means to to pour into your kids. A lot of times, a lot of women will say that I had a teacher, my fifth grade teacher, 
we were meeting up and she was like, well, we were talking about like, I wanted to have kids. This was a while before we weren't even engaged at the time. I think we might've still been dating. And she was like, just be prepared because the kids want mom. They always want mom. Yeah. No matter what, they always want mom. So just be prepared for that. And, and while my situation isn't like that, you know, I think that we do a really good job at balancing at this time. Anyway, we do a really good job at balancing the parenting um, and just the, the rearing I don't think that's every woman's story. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's every woman's situation and that's rough. You know, you can definitely feel, you know, like you're stretched on both ends, you know? And like, what do you choose? Do you choose your career? Do you choose being, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard choice, you know? And so I, I do hope you find that balance because you deserve to explore all of you, you know what I mean? Whatever that looks like. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things I kind of had a aha moment with with myself is like, whose expectations am I applying onto yep. this viewpoint? Yep. Right. Um, because my husband isn't making me feel like I need to be everything and every, you know, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids aren't making me feel that way. Uh, it's really my own you know, my own self who's feeling like I have to do it all. And, and my husband is a great partner. Like he, he helps out the kids. He helps out with the dogs. Like he, he knows how goal oriented I am and work and whatever he can do to help me pursue that he's willing to do that. Um, so it's really, it's really my own struggle of Mm -hmm. feeling like, and again, like you said, thinking back to childhood, when I think about it's triggering to me, like I think about all the things that I wanted as a child that I didn't get and all Mm -hmm. the experiences that I had as a child that I wish, you know, were different. Um, It has caused me to be, as my therapist says, a door maker, right? And so Mm. like, I am a door maker of if there is not a door, I'm going to build one. Like there is no, no, like, and, and although that has given me so much strength and has gotten me to the place I am today, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and that's why I always say I'm thankful for my experiences. Um, it's not always a positive thing, right? And sometimes it's where instead of me looking to see if there actually is a door, but it's just not in the place that I want it to be at, mm. I am already building a door to make myself be able to exit where I'm at. And um, sometimes it might be where my partner is holding a door and I just have to find him um, mm. or someone else, right? Yeah. But because I'm so goal-focused and I'm so like, this is on me to solve this, Um as you said, I don't always do the best of taking a moment, taking a breath and trying to see what are the other options. I'm more mm-hmm. like nothing is going to stop me in yeah. hitting these things. And so like, again, it's like, whose expectation is this? Is it mine or is it, you know, people outside that really mm-hmm. don't have any impact on my day-to-day functioning? So right. It's one of the things that I, I like I said, I'm I'm going to work on it in 2024. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'll be continue to work on it, you know, in yeah. years to come. But I I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's something that needs to be worked on. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that that's what I would say. I don't necessarily think of it as a low. I just think of it as an area that I am aware of that mm-hmm. you know do some work to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we had put together some questions as a way to just kind of reflect on this year, 
um, as it relates to our professional and personal lives, the podcast, accomplishments, um, and just kind of want to wrap the year up. Um, you know, we started the podcast at the middle of the year, right? So, um, you know, still, you know, trying to work out those kinks um, as we continue to explore, you know, how we want the podcast to grow. But, you know, while the podcast is growing, we also did some growth as well. So we wanted to just spend some time reflecting there. So first question is looking back uh, at the year, what would you say has been the most significant area of personal growth for you? What would you say? I would say the most significant was reconnecting with the belief that I can do whatever I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. and it starts with me. Um, I think that that was the most significant area of personal growth because I will say after I lost my mom, um, I did lose some of myself. Um, and you know, I talked about this, this free falling and like this dark area. And that's, that's really where I felt like I stayed for a while, especially because I was so, it was so easy to focus on my kids and, you know, Mm -hmm. all those things and trying to keep everything afloat. Um, it took the attention off of me and it Mm -hmm. took the attention off of, you know, you need to get back up, right? It let me lay there for a little while. Um, So I think like the most significant was just like, girl, get back on your shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know who you are. You know what you have done thus far and you know what drives you. You know what your love language is for yourself, right? And like I said, I'm a very goal-oriented person. If I don't have goals, I am lost, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. lost. So um, the significant part was, get, get back up there. Like you, you have a message to share with the world, how you want to share it is up to you. Like the only person stopping you is you. And you know this, like, like I said, I'm a door builder. So like, (laughs) if I want something, I'm going to accomplish it. And so like, I think that was like the kick that I needed. And I think like having discussions with you, having discussions with my husband, my friends, my family, like just reminding myself of like, remember who you are, like Mm -hmm. remember what you've accomplished and what you still want to accomplish. And then just putting in the work, like just taking that first step. And once I did that, it was like, there's no stopping me. So um, Mm -hmm. it was just having that reminder of like, let's go. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? There's a few, but I think the most significant um, area of personal growth for me was I'm oftentimes, I don't want to say like, I, I, in some ways I, I can find myself crippled by fear and not crippled in a sense of like, like debilitating, but just um, if there's something that I want to do or there's something that I want to explore my fear can sometimes talk me out of it, right? And I think that this year was probably the first time, I don't want to say ever, but I think I was more intentional about not allowing the the fear that I have of not knowing what the outcome of something is going to be to stop me from 
doing something. So like at the top of the year, I knew that I was really not feeling my job anymore. And so I think like around March, I started, you know, going on interviews, trying to find, to get back into, you know, doing direct care and then really going back to psychotherapy. And then I just wasn't finding anything that I thought was worth leaving my job for. So then I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll start a private practice. I don't know. Like maybe that's what I need to do. And then tapped into that, um, you know, was like, I'm not going, I'm not going to let like the money stop me. You know, I'm going to, you know, figure it, figure it out. And I don't want to say that that didn't work because I'm still really trying to figure out, you know, the marketing side of having your own private practice. Um, but then I got back out there and was like, you know, I really got to leave this job. Like this job is just not. And then I found, you know, another, another place we decided to start the podcasters, all these things that we've started, that we've started and that I've been a part of starting that I don't think six months ago, nine months ago, 12 months ago, I would have ever done that. You know, I don't think that would have been something that I would have done with both feet planted. You know, Mm -hmm. I may have been like, okay, maybe, you know, but, you know, possibly, you know, but I think, um, I have more and more, I have been recognizing that no matter how much planning you do, no matter how much foresight you think you have, we never know what the outcome of anything is going to be, you know? And I think that is a fear that, that creates a lot of fear in me. Um, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like that, it's just the truth, you know, it's, it's, And I think the more I start to recognize that while those things are scary, because that's, there's so much uncertainty in that. Right. And I want certainty. I need to know, you know, (laughs) and the reality is you, you can't know. It's just, it's just not the way life works. You know, you, you can't know. Um, and like, for me, it's like, well, if I can't know, then why am I like, I should just do it then. Cause if I can't know, then what, what, what's the point? And I don't mm-hmm. think I, I connected those things before. I think, I think it was just easier for me to not be anxious, you know, and if, if this is going to cause me to be anxious and overwhelmed and, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be overthinking about, I'm just not going to do it, you know, but the reality is, it's just, that is just life. Life, life is never going to give you all the answers. You're never going to know all the answers and actually living life gives you answers, right? If you are stifled by those fears, you're not going to even be able to live life. You're not going to be able to, to know that this thing that you are pursuing isn't a good thing. You know, you only know that if you, you know, you put both feet in, you know? And so I think for me, just recognizing that if life is not going to give me all the answers, why am I allowing that to stop me? If life ain't, if I'm not going to get the answers anyway, I might as well just try, (laughs) you know, like, so I think, yeah. So I think that has been very pivotal for me, you know? And I think, um, the other thing that's been pivotal too is, is being okay with change. And I know that seems so simple, but I'm a person who, loves habits, who loves routines, who thrives when like I can follow structure and order. And, um, I think recognizing that 
there is the plan and then there is life. And sometimes life throws you curveballs and you have to be able to adjust to those curveballs. Um, and I think that was another area that I, I really struggled in. It's like, how do I adjust to these curveballs? Like, I like routines. I like order. I like structure. You know, that's that's just the kind of person that I am. Um, and so I think the mantra that I oftentimes use is like, everything is temporary. Nothing is forever. And because nothing is forever, girl, you could do whatever you want. Because if it don't work out, you could just switch that shit up. <laughs> you know what right? I mean? You, you could just do something you- else. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you could just do something else. Like it, it this isn't temp, this is not forever, you know? It's 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 however long you want it to be. And if the shit ain't working no more, you can figure it out. You can do something else. That get, gave me a lot of freedom, you know, to not mm-hmm. feel so stuck. Um even when I was trying to take this new job, I it wasn't it wasn't perfect, quote unquote, it wasn't perfect. But what I told myself was, you give yourself a year. Give yourself 6 months. If it's still working for you, stay. If after six months, after a year, you don't like the setup, then go look for something else, you know? And that helped me leave that job not feeling like, you know, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Well, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into in this job either, but you, but you, but you did it, you know? So it's just like trying to remind myself that life is not going to give you all the answers. Sometimes your experience of doing it is going to give you more answers and going to give you more insight. But if you think that you need everything up front on the front end to do something on the back end, is that limiting? And if that's limiting, then like what 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 is your life really going to look like if you need so much certainty and so much like guarantees? Like it, life just isn't like that. And I think because you ain't getting it, because <laughs> you're not getting it. You're not, you know. And and I've always known that intellectually, but I've never allowed that understanding to like show up in my experiences. I've never, I don't say never, but often, oftentimes that understanding didn't translate into like, okay, you still got to do what you want to do then. Like if if you know that life is like this, you still got to, you still got to live. You still have to, you know, do the things you want to do. And, And I think this year I've definitely been able to live a freer life, you know, not, not as free as I would like. So that's still some of the work that I'm going to be doing. Um, but you know, when you can remove some of that attachment to the way things are supposed to be and this attachment to certainty and this attachment to having to have all the answers and needing to know, needing to know for sure, nothing is for certain. Nothing is for sure. That's just not the way life is. And so that's really helped me to push myself in ways that um, are just very different for me. So that was definitely um, a significant area of of personal growth. Yeah. I like that. And can you recall a specific moment or experience that was a turning point in your personal development journey this year? Hmm. I would say, I would say that, you know, I would say I spent a lot of time in therapy this year, really focusing on my anxiety and focusing specifically on, um, just tapping into the idea, embracing that nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary, you know, and that if everything is temporary, then why are you 
Like, why are you trying to make decisions? Not that we should not prepare for the future. I'm not saying that, but like every decision does not have to be for the next 20 years, right? Some decisions can be for the next year, for the next six months, for the next three months, right? For the next 18 months. It doesn't have to be this decision that you're making that's supposed to like, and that's one thing that my husband is, he's really good at that. Like he, he doesn't make the, sometimes he could be better at that. I'm obviously right. We can all be better at some stuff, but like for him, he's just like living life. You know what I mean? And that's something that I really want. Like I really want to just live life and not feel so beat down by like all the what ifs. Like I'm a what if queen. Like I'm always what ifing. Like what if this happens? What and and that can be so debilitating. It could be so like stifling. And I just I just I found that this year not not being so consumed with that has allowed me to be creative and just, you know, test things out, do something and and not be so consumed with the what ifs, you know? So I would say like, that's been the work that I've been doing in therapy and that's been helpful. My therapist always talks about like, just be the water, right? Water is so dynamic because water can be powerful, but water can also be soft and water can also be still. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many great, Water is a great example of like water is is multifaceted. Like water can do so many things. How can you just be the water? You know, how can you just tap into that? And that's been that's been helpful. Just you know, how can I be the water and not you know and not be so consumed with the what ifs and what if this happens? What if that? Like you know, I can do that all day, and that will uh, that will stop me. Like that's that's what'll stop me. The what ifs, you know, and so. I've not been what ifing as much this year. And I think that that's been, that's been transformative for me. You know, what about you? Is there anything in in particular that's been helpful in that, in that area for you? I think it's just been the dialogue with people around me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't know how many people you have inspired and, you know, just having dialogue with people and them encouraging you um, letting you know that you've dropped gems, you know, to them and, and them speaking a life into your purpose, like just reminders, I will say, um, for me has been really transformational because again, you know, I was, I was lost, uh, in, in knowing who I was. And like I said, I'm, I'm such a determined person. Um, so not having that, um, and not being that way, you know, it just wasn't me and, and having people speak back life to it and just being like, like, go get it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I have my old supervisor, he was like king of the speaking life into me and just reminding yeah. me, you know, he always be like, you could do anything like, you know, and and constantly just putting me in situations where, you know, he was bringing my name up and mm-hmm. and rooms that I wasn't in and, you know, bringing my name up for opportunities. And even if I didn't have experience, he'd be like, you're going to kill it. Like, I know you're going <laughs> to kill it. Um, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. And like, even if I was like fearful about the opportunity, he'd be like, what, what's the worst thing can happen? Like, just like go for it. And like I would, and it would always end up great. And, you know, and so like 
even when it didn't go the distance that I wanted it to, I took away something. And so yeah. like, it just served as like a reminder of like, this is what your life is. Like so many people are winging life. Like, and people it's, don't talk about that. It's incredible enough. how many people are just winging this yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, and so many people don't talk about that. And and I think it was a reminder for me. There's this book. I forget who the author is, but it's called Outliers. And Oh, yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. So mm-hmm. I really like him as an author. And basically, he sends so many just, like, talks about this. But basically, he talks about, like, how we share these powerful stories and we use them to deem like that because this person, you know, did this or whatever, like everyone, like that's what the expectation is. Right. But we don't really think about like what it took to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also made me be reflective of like social media, like how so many people share these stories of like, you know, a hairdresser who's now showing you that she's going on multiple trips and, you know, her life looks so glamorous or whatever, but she's not showing you the work that she put in to get to that point. You know, you have influencers who, you know, are showing you this luxury life that they live now, but they're not showing you all of the no's and, you know, the hurdles that they had to jump in, the doors that were closed, right? Yeah. And, And so, like, how we glorify... We glorify people where they're at, but we don't talk about that journey and that process. Yeah. And we okay. don't talk enough about people just like not knowing. Like you like you okay. said, like life is not you it's not an easy path. It's not guaranteed okay. that you have your mind on this goal, you know what you want, and you're just gonna be able to get there. Like, no, like life nope. happens, right? Like life is full of ups and downs. And so like I think like it's so important to highlight that journey, highlight the nose. But then I also um, just spoke to a friend about this of the importance of highlighting that, but also understanding like the strength that comes in doors being closed, right? And how yeah. when a door is closed, we never know why that door is closed, but it could be leading us to a better door, right? Because mm-hmm. what's for you is for you, what's against you is against you, right? And so like, if something is for you, my thought and belief is nobody can stop you from getting it. Like that's mm-hmm. for you. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen tomorrow, but at some point in time, it's going to be for you and you're going yep. to get to that. Um, and so like, you know, sometimes we get so caught up on feeling like this, this again, whose expectation is of it, is it that we think we're supposed to be a certain place or our journey is supposed to look a certain way. And then when it doesn't, we don't know how to process that. Um, okay. And so like, I think that was like a very transformative period in my life this year was just like, you, everybody is winging it. Every, even the people who look like they're successful, we don't really know if they're successful, nope. like, or maybe they are successful in one aspect of their life, but they're not successful in others. Like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they look like they're having a great life. They have this beautiful home, you know, money doesn't seem to be an object to them, but maybe they're lonely inside. Like, you know, and so like, it also made me think like, sometimes we need to like, try to look at the whole picture and realize mm-hmm. like, everybody's winging the shit. Like you're winging it. Everybody else is winging it. Nobody Mm -hmm. got this golden book of this is what you're supposed to do. Because even think about successful basketball players who've had children who then go into the field after them. 
Michael Jordan has has sons, right? And his mm-hmm. sons are not out here killing it in basketball, nope. right? No. Nope. Um, you know, obviously LeBron has sons and they're doing well, but they also have their own personal journey, right? And they're mm-hmm. and again, their life is not this matching everything that their dad's was. Um, so like he has tons of resources, right? I'm sure he's been able to give mm-hmm. them access to things that he wished he had when he was growing up. But still, like even with that those resources, it does not mean that their life is going to be without turbulence or without right. hurdles. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's going to match the expectation that dad has set forth. And I'm sure he, again, he has tons of resources. So I'm sure he yeah. has literally tried to guard them as much as possible from mm-hmm. every hardship that he's ever encountered. But the reality is you can't, right? right? There's right. still, there's still a part of them that's winging the shit too. So yeah. when yeah. you take that into account, um, it makes you go a little bit easier on yourself. It makes mm-hmm. you be like, you know what? Everybody's just figuring it out. And and that's Pretty okay. Much. Like, and I'm I'm gonna have, you know, highs, I'm gonna have lows, but as long as I keep pushing, I'm it good. is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm matching yep. the vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the next question is um, what accomplishments are you most proud of this uh from this year? And how has it contributed to your sense of fulfillment? Oh, this is a good one. I think I am a, I'm very proud of starting this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I am an introvert. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like that, but I am. Um, and I am proud that we pursued our dreams, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes a lot to be vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to just talk your shit. Um, and, and pop your shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and But also, you know, there is this thing, and I think we talked about this so many times. We have all these, like, very in-depth conversations, even mm-hmm. outside of the podcast. Right. But we talked about, like, all this experience and knowledge that we have in the field and still feeling like, do I know enough? Like, it, mm-hmm. do I have enough knowledge to talk about this? Like, yeah. am I an expert? Right. And just mm-hmm. feeling like, you know, this imposter syndrome. Right. Um, and so pushing past that um, and just being like, look, we got something to say. Like, we got yep. something to say, whether we're speaking to one person, whether we're speaking to a hundred people, whether we're speaking to thousands of people. We still have something to say and we're still going to put it out there. Regardless of what happens, we're just going to go for it. And we did it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we really invested in it. We did not have any background knowledge on, um, you know, just like the technologies behind it, the different software behind it. And I was We've been winging that shit too. We've been winging that shit too. Winging it. (laughs) Winging it. Bruh. But like, we did it. We did it. And I think mm-hmm. like that, I'm so proud of it. Like even starting yeah. our own businesses, like mm-hmm. making sure we get everything in place with that. And, you know, again, you know, tr- still trying to figure out the whole marketing aspect, but like just anyone who is pursuing their goals, their dreams, yeah. hats off because this it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy. Um, there is a sense of vulnerability um, that you're putting out there. And so like, I will say like that, 
major accomplishments that we just mm-hmm. put ourselves out there in in different aspects. Um, yeah, I, I'm very very proud of that. Um, and just sharing our stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, I I stress the importance of sharing our stories, but it's not easy because you know our stories are not where it's just us, right? Our stories involve loved ones, friends, um, different individuals, yep. and so like being vulnerable enough to share it, but also being respectful enough to kind of, I don't want to say protect because you, it's important for you to share how you were impacted, but um, I, I think it's it's important to to do it with class, right? Like yeah. not to just be like, I'm just going to get on a podcast and talk a whole bunch of junk right? Um, and not care where things land, but no, like mm-hmm. do it with class, but also share your story, share how these situations have impacted you. You don't have to give names or whatever, but mm-hmm. the people who know the stories about them know it's about them. Like they right. know, you exactly. know what I'm saying? So- that that is my biggest accomplishment this year was that we decided we weren't going to let anything be in our way and we were going to put ourselves out to the world and we continue to do that yeah. and we did not give up no. we continue to do it um and it has opened up so many different opportunities for us and mm-hmm. i just can't wait to see where it goes like i'm, I'm yeah. excited about it yeah. what about you I have to agree. Um, I I think we've said this before. We have talked about doing a podcast before. And, you know, when Deveron finally said, like, you want, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I definitely was hesitant, but mostly because of myself, not because I didn't think it was a good idea or I didn't think, you know, I just, I just wasn't sure of me. You know, I think, I think, and if, if the podcast helped me in any part of my life, it is that I need to be sure of myself, you know, that, you know, in any, any quote unquote failures of anything that I do isn't necessarily a reflection of me not being worthy or good enough, you know, um, I don't have, I'm not that powerful. I don't have that kind of control over things. Right. Um, but if you step out on faith and you do something that you're really passionate about, that's a win, whether you quote unquote win in it or not, you know, a win that you, that you trusted yourself enough, that you believed in your, your idea enough to say, I'm going to try that shit. You know what I mean? I'm going, I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put my best foot forward. And I think us starting the podcast and really thinking about, what we wanted the podcast to represent. I think that we've done a really good job so far at, you know, tapping into what we wanted this to represent. And and, and even, you know, our businesses, right? That I was having this conversation with somebody, you know, about just the the, the process of, of free to be counseling services LLC and like what I want that vision to be. And, I was talking about like, I don't want to compromise on like what the mission is. Like the mission is for me to create a space for black women, right? That I want to be able to eventually expand, you know, what, what I'm doing there to help black parents, you know, and to help black women who have struggled with trauma. Like I want to, you know, incorporate trauma coaching and parent coaching. And I don't want to, I don't want to 
waver on that. And I think that was the first time that I was like, oh, like you, you, you really do want this. You know what I mean? You really do want this to be, you know, something that black women can have and can experience and can like use these services and feel seen, you know, I don't want to just take any client just to take money. Like, yeah, money is important and like it's necessary. It's vital for, you know, lots of things, but like, I don't want to be so driven by the money that I'm like doing things that don't connect with the mission, you know? And I think it, it was in that moment when I felt like, You don't know how long it's going to take for that to happen, but you do know that this is the goal, this is the mission, and you believe in it, and that's that's important. And that, and, and and without that, you without that, it, it doesn't matter what kind of clients you see. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing if you don't believe in it. If you can't sell, what, if you can't sell what, if you can't sell what you are selling to other people, and if you don't believe it, right? If you don't buy it they're not going to buy it, you know? So I think that is one of the biggest accomplishments, I think, professionally is just um, believing in what I am doing, you know, having a a true understanding of what it is I would like to create. Um, And then being patient, I think, is the biggest thing, you know, just being patient that I think social media can definitely, it can, it can, create this false sense that like you know people should just be popping off immediately and it's like that's just not it just doesn't work like that so very similar to what you said right people are not going to show the the actual process right and i don't know if it's necessarily their responsibility you know maybe it's not their it's, it's my responsibility to like recognize that I mean, I can use my own life as an example. Nothing that I've done in my life happened overnight. So why would I think that this would happen overnight and that we would get sponsors overnight and that we would blow? Like, why would I think that, you know? And so it's just a reminder to be patient and to be be reasonable, you know, like be reasonable in what you want and take your time, you know? And 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 as we're growing this this thing um, that we are passionate about, the many things that we're passionate about, you know, it's 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 okay for it to take some time, you know? And I, I think that, um, that is also, uh, I guess I would say a success story that definitely brought me joy. It helped me learn, you know, that what you see on social media and what, and what, and what, what the internet, you know, tries to show you isn't always real. Even that sometimes is a marketing, you know, uh, uh, people, people utilizing that type of marketing to, to, you know, make people believe things that just are not real. Like that's not real. It's not real that something happens overnight. It just doesn't happen that way. And I know that because it has not happened that way in my own life and anything that I've done. Um, so yeah, for me, I would say the same as you just starting a podcast, starting the business and, you know, trust in that it's okay that it, it's going to take some time, you know, and, and that doesn't, it's not a reflection of my character, you know, or, or, or reflection that I'm, I'm not built for it, you know, that it, you know, it, it just, it just takes time. So I'd agree. Yeah. I love that though. Like, again, taking, having patience is so important um, yeah. because 
it's like life, you know, things come. And, and one of the things that I think we both are agreeing of is like when you have a passion and, and I always talk about purpose, when you know what your purpose is, it doesn't matter how it is received by others. Like, again, whose expectation are you applying to it, right? Like, yeah. If you mm-hmm. know that you are living in your purpose and you know that you are um, staying on track with the mission, I think like that's so important because although money is important, I'm not going to, I like mm-hmm. nice things. Um, sometimes when you are so focused on the money, it can get you into letting go a little bit of that mission and it can get you into sticky situations where now you might have some money, you might have some opportunities, but it's not in line of who you are and now you're feeling lost and things like that. And so all money is not good money. Um, And again, like I said, our purpose is to just share our experiences and really to help others find themselves, you know, within whatever they have experienced and figure out how they can get through that. And as long as we stay on that mission and as long as we continue to put things out for those individuals, the people who are for us will find us. That that's yep. that is my belief. Can't nobody take me out of it. Yep. Um and let's be honest, when we were doing research, you can buy followers, you can buy listeners, like you, you can, can do all of those things. You can you make can. your numbers, you know, be inflated. It, mm. Believe me, there is a way for you to do all of those things. Um, but it's not genuine and it's not what our reason for why we began this in the first place. Our whole right. reason was we have a story to tell. We have important information that we want to get out to other people and we want people to heal. We want people to be able to look at themselves and figure out what is going on, you know, on with them internally and okay. help them to figure out that they're their own guiding light, right? Like they they have all the answers. They just have to create a space to have a little bit of silence and figure it out. Um, okay. And as long as we stay on track with that, that's really all that matters, right? Yep. And everything okay. else will work itself out. And I think we have seen that play out this year, right? In yep. our personal business, in the podcast, um, we've seen like whatever is for us <laughs> is mm-hmm. for us, right? Yep. And we will continue to to believe in that. And I think that that, that is really inspiring and that's the beauty in, in taking that first step. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the next question um, is about aspirations for the coming year. And so what are your primary aspirations or intentions for the coming year, both personally and professionally? And are there specific habits or mindsets that you would like to, um, you know, cultivate in the next year to support your growth? I would say aspirations would be just to continue to grow professionally and personally. Um, I try not to put too much concrete, you know, goals in place for that. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more fluid because like I said, I'm struggling a little bit of setting, you know, really high expectations for myself. But I think like, you know, just continue to do research, continue to, you know, have our impromptu meetings where we kind of talk about what things are on our mind, what are current trends that we're wanting to bring into the podcast episodes. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, really collaborating with each other on things that we see or feel like it's important to bring a voice to, um, especially as minority women. Um, so, you know, that's definitely something mm-hmm. that I want to have um, intentions of. I also finally got my LCSW hours, supervision hours completed um, and approved by the board. So my intention for next year is to sit for the test and get my LCSW. Um, And I'm sure that that will open up, you know, more opportunities. Um, And then I think just continue to grow, continue to learn, um, I'm really interested in trauma work. Um, Even in my current position with my organization, we do a lot of critical incidents, um, which I love, not in a negative way. Like I don't love critical incidents, but I love being a um, source of resources for others. Um, And so I have some ideas of how I want to try and make my impact within my current company um, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure that out. So I think like those are things that I am looking to. So my intentions for next year is just to be, just continue like learning. I think Mm -hmm. being a learner is so important. Um, Focusing on, you know, gaining knowledge from different avenues. Um, Another intention is to not be so much on social media. Like, obviously, you know, you need to promote your businesses on social media. But also, I I want to try to be more intentional of putting myself out there because I'm an introvert. Um, Putting myself more out there to grow more organic relationships. So within my community um, and you know, I'm in the tri-state area. So becoming a little bit more involved in the community within the tri-state area, I think it's important. Um, and you know, possibly getting us to go to like some conferences and stuff like that. So we can have, you know, professional opportunities, but also, um, growing the podcast, you know, I think that that will be great. Um, so yeah. And then just continue to grow, within, you know, my home and my family. Carmen's gone off to college oh, Lord, no. next year. My bestie's <laughs> leaving us. <laughs> yes. So, you know, getting prepared for that and literally getting emotionally prepared because I'm probably going to be deep in my feelings, crying, yeah. you know, the whole entire time. Um, but, you know, just finding ways to support her because we both know how college was. I know. <laughs> so, so, man. You know, so, getting ready for all of those, you know, all of those different experiences that she's going to have and just making sure I continue to be a resource for her and keeping her focused and helping her deal with whatever hurdles may, you know, come up in her life. And we might have to take a trip to the campus, you know. I mean, you know, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> if if needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so just continue to grow, continue to support my two nephews, and mm-hmm. and I think the other thing is continue to date my husband because again, got all these different things, the yeah. hats that I'm wearing, and I think you know he's so supportive, but also just remembering like you you have to also pour into your relationship. So mm-hmm. just trying to be again, I think. 
My intentional word, I'm stealing this from you. So my intentional word for 2024 is balance. Mm, Balance and um, fluidness. Mm -hmm. Those are my two intentional words uh, for 2024. And I think if I can focus on those two words, um, I think 2024 will be a, a good year. Yeah. I think, you know, I think even whatever comes my way, I think if I keep focus on balance and fluidness, I'll be able to to deal with whatever may come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? So guess I am you know, I I guess my intention for I don't think I've come up with a word yet, but I think what I want to intentionally pursue next year um, when it comes to professionally, um, very similar to you. Um, I've always been very interested in trauma. I'm, you know, a certified clinical trauma professional. So I definitely want to continue to do some trainings. I actually did a training um, last Friday on uh, trauma and resilience, uh, interestingly. Um, so I just want to continue to, um, the field is always changing. There's always so many great interventions. Um, and the, the, the areas that I really am specializing in are like anxiety and trauma, PTSD, women's issues, relationships, um, parenting, like those are things that I'm really, really passionate about. And so I just want to continue to try to learn, um, and grow my skills in those areas. Um, there's lots of different great authors that I definitely want to tap into next year. Um, just overall, just want to find ways to, to grow those skills because those are, those areas are, are really things that I am hoping to, um, you know, strengthen uh, for free to be counseling services, LLC. Like that's, those are the same things that, you know, when I'm talking about working with black women, it's all about those things, right? Mm-hmm. How do I help them work through their anxiety and their stress and being a parent and, you know, having great relationships, not just romantic, but just in general, right? Like, um, you know, helping women to explore their traumas, right? And authenticity, right? And through all of that, like, how can I, and, and, and often what I'm learning is that, those things, I'm so connected to those things because those are things that I want for myself, right? Like I want to be the most authentic person that I can be, right? I want to, um, and not just the things that are, you know, I guess the things that that most people would, would want, but it's even like loving the parts of myself that I'm still working through, right? Like I, it's it's those things that I want for myself. So it's, I think it's the reason why I'm so connected to wanting to provide a service for, for clients to work on those things too, because as I've grown and as I've become more comfortable with myself and become more vulnerable with myself and just tapping into like getting to know me, like I, I recognize how good I feel. i recognize how, how free I feel. Right. That's really why I named free to be counseling services what I named because I want everyone to feel that level of freedom, right? And I want that because that's what I want for myself, you know. So I think yeah. just I think continuing to like uh, 
continuing to recognize the parallels between the person that I am, the person I want to be and how that is reflected in the business. I think there's so many parallels and so many connections with what I want this business to represent because that's what I want to represent. Um, and just trying to just stay committed to recognizing what those things are. Um, so that's, that's definitely one thing. Um, and as far as my personal life, um, one thing that I just continue to, to say to friends and to myself is that it is so important to just honor your humanity, right? That like, I'm not going to get the wife thing right all the time. I'm not going to get the mom thing right all the time. I'm not going to get the business thing right all the time or the friendship thing right all the time or the professionalism all the time. But like part of that is because I'm human, right? I'm not going to get it right all the time. And that's so huge for me because there is a part of me that definitely um, is affected by perfectionism, right? And just wanting to, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's intentional, but I do think that oftentimes the perception that people probably get from me is that, oh, she got it. She got it all figured out. You know what I mean? She's. And it's so far from the truth. Like, you know, there's just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a human person. And I think I'm a human person. Well, humans are people, Dominique. (laughs) Right. So yeah, I'm human. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have it together all the time. And not that I have to reveal that in a way that doesn't feel authentic to me, but I think it is important to remind myself on those days where I'm really struggling because I'm, I'm maybe I'm not knocking it out the park the way I would like to is maybe there's a reason for that. And that reason is that you're human. You're not going to always knock it out the park and that's okay. Like if you are perfect all the time, there is no room for growth. And my reminder to myself is if you really are committed to growth, you got to be committed to like, you know, not showing up the way you want to all the time because there's no way to, to grow if you're constantly showing up the way you want, you know? And so I think just just honoring that more or not not really more but just just being rem- reminding myself that it's okay to not show up the way you want all the time because there's no there's opportunities for growth when you don't, you know, show up the way you want um or when you're not living the life that you want or when you're not living in the purpose that you, you know, you want for yourself. Um so I would say that um I would say habits and mindsets um Embracing change, constantly trying to embrace change, um, and gratitude too. I think I definitely would like to tap into gratitude. Um, I can definitely be sometimes pessimistic, and I can I can fall into this like you know this mode where I am, you know, I I am. I am looking at the world in such a pessimistic way. The world is pessimistic. That is true. (laughs) However, it is, it's our duty to try to find the optimism in life too, right? That if, if I'm focusing so much on what's going wrong or what is messed up, you know, I'm not feeding myself, you know, opportunities to, to see the good in life, to see the good in people, the good in things. And I, I, I don't want to, 
I want to just, you know, be better at, you know, finding gratitude and, and, and not being so pessimistic sometimes. Um, so that's definitely something that I want to um, continue. Um, what else? Aspirations or intentions. Um, I think also just being more, just being committed to my relationships, um, friendships, marriage, you know, relationships with my parents, um, with my siblings and, you know, maybe exploring, you know, creating new friendships, new connections, new relationships. Um, I am, I'm also somewhat of an introvert too. I know similar to you, people probably would not think that, um, when I'm with my people, I'm not obviously, like, <laughs> you know, when I'm with people who I trust and who I am, you know, friends with, and I'm connected to, that's totally different. But mm-hmm. outside of that, um, I'm probably not, I would, I would love to be more social and not be so in my head in those social situations. Um, so I would definitely like to explore that. Um, there's a couple of, um, authors, of course, authors who have focused (laughs) on like friendships and, and what it means to be a friend. There's one book called platonic that I I got a few months ago. Um, and it's, it's by, um, an author who kind of specializes in, um, like friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another book called sisterhood heals by, um, Dr. Um, joy, Harden Brad Bradford and she's she started like the she started like one of the very first uh, mental health podcasts called um, Therapy for Black Girls um, and she wrote a book recently about sisterhood and friendships and I definitely want to get that book too so I definitely want to you know try to tap into that and you know again just looking at you know how how am I pouring into my my friendships and my relationships um, and. Also, want to just focus on to being being intentional about the parenting stuff too. Um, I go in and out, and I am committed to be uh, a certain type of parent. But I, I think I want to walk more in that. You know, I think I want to be, I want to walk more or walk in the that that um, the path of the kind of parent that I want to be. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the things that I really I have not. I thought this conversation would help me kind of figure out the word that I want. I'm leaning towards authenticity, but I don't know if there's a better word. Um, but I, I think it's in that vein, right? That I, I want to just be walking in this authentic, um, in this authentic walk. So that's that's what I, I want to I want to make sure I'm pouring into for for 2024. I actually like the word authentic, authentically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like that because I feel mm-hmm. like it, it's a word that encompasses so much and it's really yeah. what you put into it, right? Like yeah. what, what do you identify as that being? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of fluid as well. So yeah. I kind of like it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're actually going to have a part two to this because we have some more important questions to process. And one of the things I want to say is, um, you know, although we are focusing on, you know, our intentions and, you know, reflecting on our last year, you know, professionally and personally, 
ask yourself these questions. Ask, you yeah. know, you and your friends to kind of have these same questions to do that deep thinking and, and you know, kind of be reflective of where you came from, you know, where you're at currently and where you want to be in the, you know, presently, um, as well as where you think you're going to be going. Um, I think that these are great questions to have, again, to to think about being intentional about what you want for yourself in 2024. So um, tune into our next episode, um, and it will be, you know, coming out directly after this one, uh, but we'll be continuing to dive into these questions. So we'll see you shortly. Thank you for tuning in and allowing us to be vulnerable together as we soar. If you enjoyed this episode and are interested in hearing more from us, make sure you hit that follow button so you are alerted when a new episode drops and leave a rating and a review below. Our podcast can be found on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We'd love to hear your comments and how you're choosing to soar these next couple of weeks. Interact with us on Instagram at But What If I Soar as well as on our business pages at Free To Be Counseling Services and at Social MacGyver. Let's continue ascending or gliding even amongst the turbulence.